Welcome back to the Content Marketing Playbook. It's your host, Josh Color with Color Media. And today's episode, we're gonna be talking about something a little bit different, which is making fun and interactive content. Now, I kind of combined the two because I didn't think both of them, you know, fun content and interactive content kind of deserve their own podcast episode, I guess, but that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to combine the two because I think that both of them go hand in hand with each other because a lot of times, you know, fun content is also interactive because people will actually engage with the fun content, whether that's through emojis when they're commenting on Facebook or um, they're actually giving a comment back and forth or whatever. But interactive content a lot of times can be fun as well. So it's vice versa. But I wanted to combine the two because a lot of these um, things I'm gonna talk about have core principles between fun content and interactive content. And the reason why I wanna talk about this is because both of these categories can help improve the engagement quality and the engagement amount on your actual content, which really helps with people actually seeing your content in the future. So you wanna make sure that you do this because it helps people get engaged. It really shows that you have a personality and you're actually, with the interactive content, you're actually curious about what your target audience, what their thoughts are. Um, and so you're getting that kind of feedback from them. So I'm gonna talk about these and really I'm gonna be giving you some tools that I use to create the fun content and interactive content and then um, kind of split the, the two so that you guys can understand the principles between the two and then how to actually make this kind of content. So first of all, I do wanna apologize for last week did not come out with an episode because we actually have a new website that's being launched and so I didn't wanna um, screw with the RSS feed in order to get the, the website going. I was so focused on that, wanted to make sure we got that up and running. It's not up and running just yet, but it will be coming soon. So on this um, actual website, you're gonna be able to access show notes for these podcasts resources and you know you'll have the rss feeds to subscribe uh to you know all these different channels that the podcast is on and that kind of thing so um that's exciting but that's why i didn't come out with the episode last week in case you were wondering but hot and heavy i did not give up i did not quit this you know this pandemic did not slow me down or anything just there was a reason for it uh, but i do appreciate you joining me for today's episode and if you aren't already make sure you are subscribed to the content marketing playbook much appreciate it if you are listening on apple Podcasts, head back over to the review page after this episode leave a review would much appreciate your feedback on that and then if you have any questions throughout um you know when you're listening to this show maybe you have a question about content marketing in general maybe not this specific topic but you have a a uh, question about content marketing in general, or maybe it's a topic you want me to cover, reach out to me, josh at colormedia.com is my email address. Happy to answer any questions that you have. I've had several people reach out to me, so thank you in advance for doing that. So let's talk about today's episode, which is making fun and interactive content. Now, like I told you, I actually do have these split into two. So while I didn't want them to have their own episode, I also wanted to make sure that we segmented these so that you got you know a good dosage of information for both of these types of content. So the first thing we'll talk about is fun content. Now, the first thing that I wanna tell you is do not try to be funny <laughs> if you're not actually funny. This is like one of the like most, one of the biggest cardinal rules about content marketing, about marketing, about running your business, and about being a human being in general. If you're not funny, this don't try to be funny because it's going to fail. You're going to actually reverse the 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 momentum that you're looking to get and it's gonna actually work against you. So don't try to be funny if you're not funny, if you don't have any kind of humor inside of you, you don't have a comedy side or anything like that. You know, even for me, like 
I am not the funniest person in the world, but I do have these snide remarks and comments that I'm able to sneak in every once in a while. But it's also like fun. When I talk about fun, I'm not just talking about humor. I'm also talking about, you know, your personality. So I'll give you, for instance, my first thing that I have here is Bitmoji. Bitmoji has been one of my favorite tools for content marketing that I've ever come across. And the reason why is because um, I am a very kind of pop culture-ish type person. And so if you go look up Bitmoji, it's an app that you could download. And basically you get to create this like avatar emoji looking character that looks exactly like you. So you take a picture of yourself when you're opening the app and then it actually creates a character that looks very similar to you and you can critique things, change the outfits and stuff like that. But the cool thing is, is that you get to pick these different emojis that you could download and use in your content marketing. And so along with that, I actually have an app where, because when you download, let's just say for instance, you know, one of my recent posts, I actually, um, I'm looking at it right now if you're on the podcast, this is why I'm distracted. But one of my recent posts I, I post was, um, it, it's me pointing up at a quote that I, you know, I did a, I did this quote where I tweeted it out and then I screenshot the tweet and then put it on a, you know, image. And then this Bitmoji I used to point at the quote on the same image. And what I did was normally when you download the image from Bitmoji, it has a white background. And so I just use an app that you're able to actually go in and pull that white background, which is called, it's just called background eraser. Um, if you, you know, look it up on the app store, you'll be able to find it, but you're able to pull that white background out. And so it essentially becomes a PNG and you can upload that uh, Bitmoji with my next tool, which is PixArt. So P-I-C, um, P-I-C-S-A-R-T, PixArt is the app that I use a lot for adding these because you can actually overlay images on top of each other, which is really useful when you're adding that Bitmoji to them. But the reason why, again, that I love Bitmoji so much is because it's, it's fun, it's interactive, it shows your personality. So I use a lot of the Bitmojis, like they have crazy ones. They've got ones that are like, um, you know, playing a guitar. They've got one that your brain's exploding and it has like a, a word on it. It's, you know, they have Bitmojis that say like happy birthday or happy Mother's Day or, you know, stuff like that. And so it's just, the, and they change them out all the time. So it's really cool um, and unique way to create content that's got a personality to it, that's more fun than anything. And so, you know, the like the quote image I was just telling you about, it's a quote, obviously about content marketing, so it's very business related, but it's got an emoji of me pointing up at it, which is a little bit of a change from just a stock image of myself, like an actual picture of me. It's a cartoon looking character. And so it it stops the thumb and it allows people to like, hey, that's different. You know, think of it that way. And so um, some of the highest engaging content that I put out is with those Bitmoji characters on them. So this is just a, a fun, creative way, and it's actually fun to create these, a little bit of a creative way for you to get content out there, um, but still able to make a statement with it and uh, show off your personality in, in, in general. And so Bitmoji is a great one, one of my favorite tools to use. And then like I said, PixArt is another great tool that I use um, to create all this. I'm actually probably gonna come out with a video at some point showing you how I create a tweet image with a Bitmoji on it. Um, that was fun, I actually created it, so we just gotta add some music to it and, and do some graphics or whatnot. But that was pretty fun to create that. Um, but PixArt is a really good one. Obviously there's like Snapseed and the actual Photoshop Express. Um, mobile app that you can use. And there's a lot of different things that you can, uh, tools that you can use to actually create a fun image. Um, so the next thing I like to use a lot, um, one of my favorite ways to interact as a human being over digital formats is with GIFs. 
And yes, it is pronounced GIFs, not GIFs, guys. So G stands for graphics, right? So just to be clear about that in case any of you are wondering. So GIF, um, G-I-F. And these things are really cool. So obviously, if you are listening to this at all, you probably know what a GIF is, so I don't need to explain that. But one of the ways that I like to interact with people, especially in comments, like comments, I'm like the GIF king. I almost always reply with a GIF because it just shows my personality and my humor. Um, and you obviously gotta make sure that it's appropriate when you're you know, commenting that GIF. But this is, this is something that I see a lot of people using where you know, somebody that's in a creative field, maybe you're in marketing. I've seen this a lot where people will actually take gifts and relate them directly to the trending topics, but also industry cliches, you know? So like for instance, one of the things that goes around about being a creative, if you're, you know, a graphic designer or a video editor or whatever, is sending that first mock-up of, let's just say you're a logo designer and you send that first mock-up over and the client wants all these changes, you get those changes, you send it back and then they want more changes and it just goes back and forth a hundred times. And there's gifts out there that show like, you know, that interaction happening. And so this is a really good way to get these industry cliches out there, but in a fun, comical way where people are like, oh, that's funny, I'll engage with it. And again, we're talking about engagement because engagement is super important when it comes to especially social media because the more that people engage with your content, the more they're gonna see it. And that's what you want. And so this type of fun content allows people to actually engage with that. Um, but then there's, you know, uh, there's a lot of different um, you know, industry cliches out there. So I'm in the real estate investing industry and a lot of people put out gifts of like, you know, sellers thinking that, you know, their house is worth X and it's actually worth X and they'll put a gif, a funny like trending gift that's out there or whatever um, with it. And so if you actually go, I, the, the app I use is Giphy, G-I-P-H-Y. So it's a little different from the F, but G-I-P-H-Y is what I use. And you can overlay your own like text on top of a GIF and stuff like that. So it's pretty useful. But in addition to this, what I've seen a lot of people do that's actually extremely smart and great branding is they'll create their own GIFs that you can actually upload and use them on Facebook comments. And so I do this pretty often where I'll create my own GIFs that have my my sense of humor, my branding inside of it or whatever, in some way, shape or form, my messaging, and comment those gifts on people's posts. And it actually gets really good interaction. So try that out, it's actually super easy. Just simple Google how to create my own GIF and upload it to Facebook and be able to use it to Facebook. And, and there's just, I think Giphy allows me to do that. And so um, that's a really good way to get fun and interactive content out there. And just, again, it's just to get interaction with your target demographic and the audience that you're serving because you want that engagement to happen so that they know, like, and trust you. And then it's a lot easier of a conversation. What I like to look at fun content as is kind of the icebreaker. So when I put a fun piece of content out there, um, some Somebody that's never heard of me before, they see my personality right off the bat, and they're either gonna, you know, it's either gonna, you know, uh, magnetize them or it's gonna repel them, right? But at the same time, I want them to know who I am. I want them to know what my personality is like. And if they don't like it, it's probably not gonna work out if they're gonna be a potential client anyway, because they're not gonna be able to deal with my personality. Most times than not, my personality is not like super aggressive, so it, it actually works out for the good. But these are some ways to get fun and creative content out there. Again, just make sure you're being decent with it. Don't be stupid. Um, don't be inappropriate. Like this is not me telling you to you know use this unwisely. This is also you gotta remember it's your branding. So whatever content you put out, whether it's a comment, whether it's a emoji or a GIF, 
It's your branding. It's the way you're interacting with people. Interacting is one of the biggest brand accelerators that you could put out there. And so you gotta keep that in mind. So that's fun content. Let's talk about interactive content. This is again, a little bit of a different perspective, but all of this, the fun content, the interactive content is to get engagement. It's to drive engagement to your content. So the first one is polls on social media. I like this a lot. I actually have a lot of my clients do this where I'll have them on Facebook post um, a poll inside of their story and so that people can engage with that. Now, one thing, one, one of the ways that I actually like using this is to get ideas for content. So for instance, one of my buddies, Spencer Shadrach, um, one of my clients in Memphis that we do video content for, I have him post once a week on his story asking an engaging question. So for instance, he, I believe last week he asked, uh, you know, what's one thing that you're interested in when it comes to new builds? Like what's a what's one of your biggest questions when it comes to building new properties or new commercial buildings? I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he had a ton of questions, like a lot of people just commenting on that story, replying to that story, and all of those questions that he got asked, that's the content that we used on the next wave of video that we were doing. And so this is really good, but it helps engage people because then when he goes and films a full video answering that person's question, now he's built a really good relationship with that person because they're like, oh, my question must have been big stuff because he actually shot a full video on it. And so this is why it's really good. But polls obviously allow you to um, get into the shoes and the brain of your target demographic, your target audience. So for instance, again, I, I use this example pretty often, but um, one thing that I like to do a lot, and it's not just polls, but it's also like, you know, you can you can put it on a Facebook status, like, you know, what's a really big question you have when it comes to new build properties? And, you know, people can comment on it. It's just not gonna be a poll, but it's still the same concept. But one thing I like to do a lot is about once every three or four months, I'll just post a status that says, what of my Facebook friends are authors and have a book that's out there on Amazon or out there for, you know, purchase. And without fail, every single time I do this, I've probably done this four or five times in the last couple of years. And every single time I do this, I get at least 40 to 50 comments of people that have written books. And most of them, I didn't even know they had books. And so to show them that I'm like, hey, I'll do this. I'll actually go to Amazon, purchase it. I'll screenshot my purchase and comment that back on that person's comment. And how do you think that makes them feel? They're like, oh, most people say they'll go buy it, but they don't actually ever buy it. And I'm like, no, I showed you my proof of purchase and I got your book, now I'm gonna listen to it. And then what I do to go further is I'll actually comment that and when I get the book in, I'll actually take a picture with the book and say, excited to dive into this and here's what I'm gonna do. Like here's, here's why I'm excited. And so this creates engaging content um, for you know, just getting some engaging engagement circulating inside of your your ecosphere essentially. Um, but the polls is where it all starts, and so that's a really good way to create interactive content. The next thing is live stream Q and A's. Now I know this can be tough for some people that you're listening. Maybe you're you know the type of person that you just got started with content marketing, so this might not be a great place to start. But if you have a following of any kind, it doesn't really matter if it's big or small. Um, you know, I don't have a massive audience following, but when I say I'm gonna go live and take a Q&A, more times than not, I'll have a few people that jump on and ask questions, and that's okay. 
But the reason why going live stream and next week's episode is gonna be about going live, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But um, the reason why I like going live is because it allows people to be interactive and you reply to those comments like live and that creates the engagement and it's, it, feels pe- it feels like people actually have a voice in what you're talking about. And so this is why um, you know live is so important because it it's it's a it's an accelerator accelerator when it comes to building that know like and trust factor with your target demographic, especially if you're answering the questions that they have. So live Q and A's are always great. Make sure that you are commenting back. If somebody does leave a comment, you actually like reply to it on the live stream, um, or else it's kind of worthless. So make sure you're doing that. And the next thing is a Q and A graphic. Um, this is great. So like you can leave a, you could literally create a graphic with one of those tools that I mentioned earlier, create a graphic that says, you know, asks a question about your industry or your service or your product, just getting that engagement. Or you could do like a multiple choice and say, if you had a million dollars, would you do, you know, buy a new house? Would you buy a boat? Would you invest that money, A, B, or C? and allow people to comment on that. Because what happens is you're growing that engagement and then the social media algorithms are showing that you're getting engagement on this post. And so the next post you put out there might get the same amount of engagement. And so that's why you wanna do this. But Q and A's in a graphic setting where people aren't gonna have to watch a full video in order to understand what you're asking them, um, just creating a graphic, they could literally like within a second know their answer. Most people already know the answer to the question that you're asking. And even if they don't know the answer, they're gonna go through and read the comments because they're curious about what other people are saying. So this is a really good way to get that interactive. And then you know, make sure you are leaving comments. So if somebody does comment, the best thing that you can do is reply back to them and keep that interaction going because the more that you keep that interaction going, the more it's gonna push into people's feeds because Facebook's gonna say, hey, this piece of content is getting a lot of action. So, you know, this person might be interested in it. So they're gonna throw it into the feeds of other people. Um, even if they're not friends with you on Facebook, if, if a friend of a friend sees it, then, you know, you're gonna get some interaction on it. So make sure you're commenting back. You just got a couple more things here. Um, the next thing is put interesting facts out. This is a really good um, method. So literally put a fact out about maybe your industry or your product or your service that people may or may not know. And then you can just put it in a you know a quote graphic, um, just, a, just a graphic that you create on Photoshop Express from your phone and put it out there. And that'll create some engagement as well. It won't be as much as like a, a Q&A or you actually asking a question, but it's gonna get a lot of likes. It's gonna get a lot of like, hmm, that's pretty interesting. I didn't know that, like stuff like that. And then again, make sure you're replying to those comments. Um, so that's the, the second to last thing. Then the, the last thing that I got here, this is extremely important and you shouldn't just do this on fun content or interactive content, but every single piece of content, give a call to action. I don't know how many times I've seen somebody put a video out there or some piece of content and it did not have a call to action. If you guys notice, every single time I jump on this episode, uh, this podcast, I'm telling you to do something, whether that's go um, subscribe to the podcast or leave a review, or it's to email me if you have questions. Those are call to actions. I'm telling you some things that you can do to interact with me more. And so if if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I really like this episode, I'm gonna go leave a, like, I'm gonna go leave a review more times than not, it's because I asked you to do that. So people aren't more times than not gonna do something unless they're asked to, but it takes that first step for you to actually ask them to do that. And um, so that's what you have to do, give a call to action. Don't be afraid to tell people what to do, um, especially if they like your content, if they're interacting with it. This is gonna grow that interaction that you want, even if it's offline, even if it's like they're just gonna email me, 
I still want them in my echo sphere because once people start talking to me, that's more times than not when they actually realize that, hey, Josh is a pretty cool dude. And so they continue that conversation with me and I'm willing to help them with whatever I need to. Um, but you know, being able to follow through with that on that call to action is extremely important, but you gotta give that call to action in the first place. And so on your content, give a call to action. So if you do, on any of these, if you do leave a, um, a interesting fact on there, you know, give a call to action like, hey, go to this link in the in, in, in the comments below to learn more about this fact. And maybe that redirects them to your website and you have a full-blown video about that fact. So those are just some ideas. But that's all I got for you guys. Um, just again, some pieces of content that you could put out that are fun, some interactive content. I think this was a much needed episode because a lot of times, I know a lot of business owners can get wrapped up in just business, 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 serious, 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 and no no messing around, no playing, no playing games, nothing like that. But you need to show that you have a personality and that, you know, because everybody needs some humor in their life. And so that fun, interactive content allows you to do that. But more importantly, like I've said multiple times on this episode, it's all about the engagement. You want engagement to be in your ecosphere because that's gonna allow you to build rapport, build authority inside of the audience, the target demographic that you're essentially going after and that's what you want. So that's all I got for you guys today. Hopefully that helped you out and gave you some direction on putting content out there that is fun and interactive. If you have questions, reach out to me, josh at colormedia.com. Again, subscribe to the show if you haven't already and leave a five-star review on the reviews page if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining in for this episode of the Content Marketing Playbook, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. See you later.